Does faith alone equal salvation? It's a big question with a lot to its answer. Welcome to the No Bullcrap Podcast. Let's get into it. Alrighty, guys, thanks for tuning in and listening. First things first, I want to say this right off the bat that I am no expert. Okay, I don't have a degree in theology or biblical studies or apologetics. I did graduate an internship with Christian Ministries Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I had uh, Bible classes five days a week for nine months. So while I did learn a lot there, again, I am no scholar. So for anyone listening to this who disagrees with me, please understand that the extent of my knowledge is my own personal research and study of scripture among years of personal mentorship with dozens of great national leaders and pastors. But, you know, the cool thing about it is that truth is truth, no matter who's talking about it. The truth doesn't change. Really, all any of us can do is try our best to understand it and seek to get closer to God. So it's also important to understand, and I've been talking about this before, that we will never fully understand God, his sovereignty, and how he operates. But with that said, I do think there are key elements of Christianity that we can be certain of beyond any shadow of a doubt. And one of those key elements, I believe, is that salvation is a gift from God obtained through faith alone in Jesus Christ. So the reason I'm doing this episode is because a friend of mine reached out to me on Instagram about this topic and wanted to know my thoughts. She's a Catholic, and the Catholic Church has a little different view on this than I do, and I would say most other denominations. And um, I do have to say, we've been having a very pleasant conversation about faith and Christianity and even politics. It's been a great reminder to me that, you know, it is actually possible, guys, to disagree with someone on something and still have a very enjoyable conversation about it. Because you know what? We've both been respectful of each other and we found common ground that matters, which is the fact that Jesus is God and died in our place to offer us freedom from our sin and a reuniting with the Father in heaven for eternity. I think it's really important that we first agree on that instead of just trying to prove each other wrong, you know? So she asked me about this idea, faith alone equaling salvation. And I said, you know what, there's just so much to that. I'll do a whole episode on it. So I want to make a quick distinction first. And that's the difference between faith and belief. Believing something is choosing to acknowledge that that thing is true and real. The Bible says in James 2.19, you believe God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. So guys, even demons who are definitely not saved, even they believe in God. Here's a newsflash for you. The devil believes in God, okay? So just because you believe in God doesn't mean that you are saved. The difference is that faith is when you put all of your trust in that thing in which you believe and devote your entire life to it. You are actively choosing to put away all other options and go all in with this one God, hopefully the God of the Bible. All right, so let me try my best to explain my understanding of Scripture and what I believe. I want to read to you um, a passage out of Romans, Romans 3, 21 through 31. Let me pull it up here. But now the righteousness of God has been manifest apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation for, our, for by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. 
Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also. Since God is one, who will justify the, who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith? Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold it. Okay, there's a few things I want to focus on in this passage. Number one, we have all sinned and have fallen short of the glory of, of, the glory of God. And if you believe that after you give your life to Christ and you are spiritually born again, according to Jesus in John 3, 3, then you have to agree with the fact that before this happens, you are spiritually dead. And nothing you do can produce the righteousness of God. Because we know the only reason we're righteous in the eyes of God is because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. So I would propose that if it's impossible for us to produce the righteousness of God before salvation, how then could a spiritually dead person produce works leading to salvation? Because here's the thing, and again, the only reason we are seen as righteous in God's eyes is because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6 says, Our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. So to me, our works, they hold absolutely no weight in obtaining salvation and God's righteousness, but not the righteousness of Jesus. And thank God we have his shed blood to cover us and make us righteous in the eyes of God. Number two, grace is a gift. Numerous scriptures explain grace as a gift, and just from a logical perspective, you don't work for a gift. It's just given to you. The gift of grace isn't contingent on you being a good person or doing good works. If it was, it wouldn't be a gift, because the moment you do wrong, how could you still be worthy of that gift? Well, the fact is you're not, and we'll never be worthy of the gift of God's grace, but that's the beauty of it. Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Number three, Paul makes it very clear in verse 27 that by acknowledging we are saved by grace alone through faith, what happens to our boasting? It's just gone. We can't boast in that anymore. Another verse is Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is a gift from God, not a result of works that no one may boast. We can't say that we did anything to earn grace because we can't earn grace, not according to the law. According to the precepts of the law, we are all condemned sinners who deserve to burn in hell forever because we can never live up to the standard of the law. And by what law do we claim salvation through Jesus? The law of works and good deeds? No, but the law of faith in Jesus alone. Paul goes on to say, do we then overthrow this law by, or do we then overthrow the law by this faith? No, on the contrary, we uphold the law. Now, why do you think that is? Because when Jesus is your Lord and Savior and he renews a right spirit in you and you become a new creation, your heart will have the desire to do things God's way. And that means trying your best to uphold God's law. Even though we know we will never uphold the standard of the law, we try our best because that's the least we can do to show our gratitude and thanks to our God for saving us. And it also brings God glory. When we, up, when we hold in such high esteem God's desired way of living, we are worshiping God with our actions and our choices. Now, this leads me to my next point. Here's the equation that I believe represents salvation. Faith alone equals salvation plus good works. Here, now, here's how I understand it. Faith alone in Jesus will save you. And when that truly happens, not some fake thing where you put on a show for other people and you're crying and you make it look good. No, when you for real put your faith in Christ, God changes your heart. And all you want to do is follow his ways and give him glory through it all. 
And here's the next passage I want to read for you. James 2, 14 through 18 says this. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself without works is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. All right, now, on the surface, one might think, see, he just said faith without works is dead, so you need good works to be saved along with your faith. But hold on. Think about what he's saying for a second. He's saying someone who claims they have faith but doesn't do good works is actually just evidence that they don't really have any faith at all, or it's a very misguided and false faith at best. He also says, I will show you my faith by my works. He never says his works play a part in salvation. See, all works is, is evidence of you either having salvation or not, or having salvation through faith or not. Good works are evidence of salvation. They're not an ingredient. Faith alone in Jesus is what saves you. And when you are truly saved, you will have good works to prove it. Now, we can look at works. Now, well, the question is, can we look at works for every person and determine for ourselves if they are saved or not? No, of course we can't. No one knows another person's heart except God, but we can make a pretty educated determination based off someone's works. That's kind of what they're there for. Now, I want real quick to just look at one example of faith alone saving someone. The thief on the cross next to Jesus when he was being crucified. This thief who was being put to death for God knows what kind of crimes he committed, not living a righteous life according to the law. In his last moments, he acknowledges Jesus as God and and asks Jesus to remember him when he enters his kingdom. And what does Jesus say? He says, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. That guy did not have anything he didn't do anything to deserve God's grace by only but only by putting his faith in Jesus right then and there before he died how then can we claim in any capacity that our works contribute to salvation this guy's work surely didn't but you know what i bet if he had if i bet if he wasn't killed and he had lived and and gone on after that day you would have started to see a completely different man and consequently works of righteousness coming from that man The bottom line is this. It starts with relationship with Jesus. It doesn't start by following religious practices. But here's the thing. Relationship with Jesus, and hear me when I say this, relationship with Jesus will lead to righteous religion. Religion will not lead to righteous relationship with Jesus. Why? Because he wants your heart. He doesn't want you to walk around with a constant worry that if you don't live up to certain works or practices, you're just not going to make the cut. He just wants your heart. And when you give him your heart and he changes you, you will want to do things his way. And your good works will be evidence of that. That's all I've got for you today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there's anything you would like me to talk about or you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover, please DM me on Instagram or Facebook and I'll get back to you. Subscribe to the podcast to get notified for any and all future episodes. And please consider sharing the podcast as well. It helps tremendously. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you in the next one.